Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. Just a little bit of context before I jump into the story. When I was 19, I lived with my mom in a ranch-style house on a road that backed up to a very large field. On the other side of our property was the main highway, about a half mile down from us was this loony farmer, and about a mile in the other direction of us was pretty much a crack house. I guess that at one point, someone did used to live there, but it was run down and torn up, although I will say that the crackheads seemed to stay pretty quiet and to themselves. Other than those two houses, we were pretty much completely isolated. At the time, I was working a full-time job and going to school full-time as well. One of my classes ended at 10.30 p.m. I often wouldn't get home that day of the week until about 11.15ish. I was driving home one night, and I noticed some guy walking down the road. He had a yellow shirt and track pants on. I remember the outfit standing out to me because it just seemed so stupid. It wasn't weird to see people walking down my road because of the whole crack house thing, but as I instinctively looked over at him as I drove past, he turned his head, smiled, and waved, which absolutely freaked me the f*** out. So I speed the remaining half mile home, pull straight into the driveway, a bit weirded out. I made sure all the doors and windows were secure, and then I sat on the couch to be a paranoid freak and wait to make sure that the dude walked past my house. Except, he didn't. And by the time that he got to our property, there was another guy with him, dressed in darker clothes that I couldn't make fun of. They actually walked up my driveway and started playing around with my car, testing the handles and stuff, peering in through the windows. It's then that I realized in my hurry, I had forgotten to grab my phone from the car. So I was a touch worried that that's what they were after, until the guy in yellow started to approach our front door. I'm freaking out now, so I go and wake my mom up. She's bleary-eyed, and I'm trying to explain the whole situation. 
when we both hear the doorknob turn very slowly. Good thing that it was deadbolted. My mom got out of bed, walked to the front door, and that's when Yellow Shirt Guy knocked. I perched myself up on the couch so that I could get a good look at him and his friend, who was still in the driveway. Our porch light flicked on because it was on a sensor. Yeah, my mom said. A moment of straight silence passed before we hear, You dropped your wallet. I made it very clear to my mom that I had my wallet. It was in my purse. So she calmly says to him that she has her wallet and that it was too late to be knocking on people's doors. I remember perfectly what he said next, even though this all took place about a decade ago now. Okay, I'm not a bad guy, just so you know. We were all pretty still. No one moved. Not even the guy at the door. Not even when the porch light went off. He just tried the handle again. My mom told me to call the cops and that she was going to get her gun. I told my mom that I didn't have my phone had accidentally left it in the car. That's when she walked to the kitchen to grab hers from the charger. She handed me the phone and quickly walked to the bathroom. From where I stood, I could see her stare out the window into the backyard. Then she went to her room to grab her Ruger. I was on the phone with the cops and explaining the situation, all while watching the two guys, explaining that there were two suspicious men at our door, when my mom came back out and said, there's one in our backyard too, which explained why she had looked out the bathroom window. She had caught a glimpse of the other man from the kitchen and went to go get a more discreet look. My mom walked back over to the door with her gun and loudly said, if he tries the handle again, I'm just going to open the door and shoot him. Knows why she said that instead of waiting for the cops to arrive, but it worked like a charm. The guys took off down the road. I told her, and she rushed to the bathroom, where the guy in our backyard had apparently seen his friends running down the road and decided to sprint off too. They were headed in the direction of that crack house. The cops searched our property and our yard and went to the drug house where they found five dudes just hanging around. One was the yellow shirt guy, and I can only assume that his friends were with him. They got arrested, and nothing weird like that ever happened again. But I was on edge for a while. I still make sure that the doors are locked at all times every day I'm home, even though I live in a much nicer area now. I know that this story ended a bit anticlimactically, but living it out, definitely left both my mom and I unsettled. I still remember the fear that I had in the moment, not knowing what those men wanted and why they were at our door. I've asked my mom about this semi-recently, and without batting an eyelash, she told me that she was scared too, but not the way that I would have thought. She wasn't scared for her safety or wondering why these guys were at our home. She was scared about what she'd have to do if they tried to get in. Although she made sure to tell me that she wouldn't have hesitated for an instant. At the time that this story took place, my best friend was doing her social media influencer thing. 
She wasn't big time, but she did have a big enough following to get free stuff and had been privileged enough to get two sponsored trips. She still worked a full-time job, but did the IG thing on the side, mostly for the perks, considering that she never made it big enough to live off of. Anyway, this was her first trip. A little boutique hotel from Miami had reached out to her via Instagram and had offered her an all-expenses-paid trip to Miami for Memorial Day weekend. In exchange, she just had to be in the hotel, take a few pictures, do a couple of Instagram stories. She was even told that she could bring a female friend with her if she wanted to, and that everything would be covered for. This was her first time doing this, so at the time, she wasn't really sure of how it worked. They sent her some oddball contract for her to sign, and it said that she'd be responsible for paying for her plane ticket to Miami, and that she'd be reimbursed for it later. This was in essence to prevent a no-show, meaning the influencer gets the ticket purchased by the hotel and influencer never shows up. It seemed reasonable. She invited me, her gay dude best friend, instead of a female friend, because she was nervous about the whole thing. We figured it wouldn't be a big deal, and worst case scenario, if they didn't want to pay for my plane ticket, she'd just cover it for me, and that would be that. We were supposed to be picked up by the hotel at the airport. So our trip day comes, and when we arrive to Miami, there's a guy holding a sign that has both her last name and the hotel logo on it. We're greeted and quickly escorted to a black SUV. Now, here's where things start to get weird. Before we can even climb into the car, the driver, a separate guy, is visibly upset. We thought that he was talking to the guy who had walked us over, but he was speaking directly to my friend. He had a very thick accent and was wearing dark shades. He told my friend that she was not allowed to bring her boyfriend, me, and that she had said that it was two girls, two girls. Hotel told me two girls, no one girl, one guy, two girls. He was demanding to see where the other girl was. We were both speechless and a bit confused. The guy who walked us to the car looked annoyed. He got in the front passenger seat and started a fight with the driver in Portuguese. At least, I think it was Portuguese, because it for sure wasn't Spanish. Then the passenger turns to us and asks where the other girl is. My friend tells them, very upset by now, that there is no other girl, that she's the model that they contracted with, and I was just a friend coming with her on the trip. The big guy in the passenger seat gets out, tosses our luggage out of the car, and says something like, this is some f***ing bullshit. He gets back in the car, and they take off. That was it. We were in shock. Left by the side of the road, right outside of the airport. Utter and complete shock. My friend immediately emails Melissa, the person who was supposedly contacting her through Instagram, the main PR person of the hotel, to tell her what had happened. But predictably, no response. We decide to grab a cab and show up at the hotel. When we show up, everything begins to make sense. The hotel itself had been rebranded and had a completely different name, owner, and staff. We showed them the Instagram account that had reached out to my friend. And it was indeed the Instagram of the hotel that it used to be, but not the one it currently is. 
Turns out, they never contacted us. They never did anything. Whoever was in charge of the old Instagram account for the old hotel did. Or, more likely, whoever got a hold of that account did. Mind you, this was a somewhat big hotel account with 10,000 plus followers. It was actually a real account. But upon further inspection, we realized that the pics were really old and so were the posts. Needless to say, my friend felt like an idiot and wouldn't stop shedding emotions about it. We called the police, met up with a detective, although nothing ever came out of it. They investigated who was running the account before and who had access to it, but none of the people who used to run that account had anything to do with this. It's both upsetting and terrifying to think that whoever was behind this was actively trying to shield their true intentions behind the facade of a free vacation. What's even more troubling is wondering if this wasn't their first time attempting such a thing. That Instagram account in question has since been deleted and we never heard anything more from anyone ever again. But to think that my friend would have been kidnapped or potentially worse had she gone with another girl instead of me sends chills down my spine to this very day. I don't remember exactly how old I was, just that I was small enough to fit in the front baby seat of a grocery cart. That had put us in the late, very late 90s, maybe early 2000s. I was grocery shopping with my mom at a Costco. For those who don't know the chain, it's basically a huge warehouse where everything is sold in bulk. Food, clothes, books. It's basically a Walmart, but if Walmart sold cereal boxes in counts of threes, or frozen dinners by the dozen. My mom has a bit of a habit of pulling her grocery cart down to one side of the aisle in stores, and then walking the length of the shelves, picking out what she wants, and then coming back to the cart and dumping what she has in the basket. I don't get why she does it, but hey, moms do weird things, right? So I'm three, maybe four, sitting in the front basket playing with my Game Boy Color when she pulls over next to a fruit display in Costco. She tells me that she's going to go check out what's on sale and for me to stay put. I wasn't a very fidgety kid, so there was no problem there. She's gone for a couple of minutes. I'm absorbed in Pokemon, so I don't really notice her walk up until the cart starts moving. Being a kid, I instinctively trust that she's the one pushing the cart, but I was wrong. After a moment or two, I catch out of the corner of my vision her red nails. This is something that stood out to me because my mom never painted her nails and never, ever wore them long, like the nails that were wrapped around the handlebar right now. I look up, the lady pushing the cart is a little older than my mother. Same curly black hair, but pulled into a ponytail at the nape of her neck. I still remember she had tanned, Italian-type skin with thick red lips, a heavy coat of eyeliner, and brown eyes. She was pretty skinny. Her teeth were yellowed, and she smelled like what I didn't realize until later. Bad B.O. This wasn't my mom, and I said so, very loudly. 
She laughed and looked around and pushed the cart just a little bit faster. I said it again, and she looked me dead in the eyes and said, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember the exact wording, Oh, sweetie, what game are you playing? I am your mom. So the way Costco is set up, at least ours, is that in the produce area, instead of aisles, they're more like islands. They're large square setups that you can see the entire length of the produce section if you walk in that area. So of course, I can see my actual mother a few displays away. As loud as I could, I remember yelling, Mom! And watching her head whip around to look at me, right as this lady is trying to cover my mouth with her hand. I don't know if she decided that I wasn't worth it because I was so noisy, or if looking at my mother charging from a few displays over. Side note, my mom is not a petite woman. She's built like a linebacker and played both softball and roller derby throughout college. She's more of an ox than a human woman, but that's what I appreciate about her. But anyway, this woman squeezed her hand around my little face once and then booked it. My mom comes running up to me and starts asking me a million questions at once. My little brain thinks all of a sudden that I'm in trouble for using my outdoor voice inside. Because she looks so mad, I begin to cry. By the time she had calmed me down, that lady was already long gone, and reporting her to the head of security did bupkis. Storn never found her inside, and security camera footage showed her leaving through the main entrance, but it didn't catch what car she got in, which way it exited the lot, or if she even got into a car at all. I don't know why she picked me, or what it would have been for, but I'm just glad my real mom ended up scaring her away and that nothing more came of it. So to the lady who tried to kidnap me from the Costco produce section, claiming to be my mother, I hope you found the deodorant on your way out, but I also hope that we never meet again.